everybody, and good morning, and welcome to Monday. It is a very, very nice Monday in that for the next 10 days or so, and possibly for the next five months, the weather is going to be pretty nice. It's finally warming up. Uh, I talked to some of my customers that are um, country club owners, and uh, they are ready to open the golf courses full-time. Um, so it's going to be summer weather. Um, it was a typical weekend for the Pirates. I mean, I can't say it was a surprise. Going into this series, the Pittsburgh Pirates had lost 14 out of 15 games at the Great American Ballpark or Bank One Ballpark or whatever they call it now. Um, they struggle there. So it wasn't a surprise that they lost the series. Um, but Cincinnati is really decimated, and they even had to put... I was excited to see Nick Lodolo, and they had to put him on the DL with some back um, pain. So, I mean, it just shows you something that I've constantly trying to teach um, Pirates Twitter is that you can't win with a team full of all young players <clears throat> because young players are still inconsistent. Um, the difference between a major league player and a minor league player is that major league players do things day in, day out because they're professionals. They make all the plays. Um, guys like Leover Paguero is not a professional at this point, and he might be at some point. He might not. He might be a DH. I really don't know, but he makes too many mistakes in the field to be considered a professional, and if he was on this team, he would be struggling mightily and you would hate him because he would be giving games away with his defense. And you don't bring guys up to the major leagues to figure it out. They have to figure it out in the minor leagues, and that's why they have the minor leagues. So, I mean, they could bring Cruz up. There was some buzz around Indy that they were going to bring O'Neill Cruz up for this series. Um, probably because they wanted to boost um, ticket sales, which are not looking good. Uh, even if you get a decent amount of Dodger fans, maybe even some old um, Brooklyn Dodger fans at this series, uh, there's not going to be a lot of tickets sold. So it's going to be a problem. And bringing O'Neill Cruz up would be a possible solution, especially because his bat's getting a little hotter to selling more tickets. Um, but I don't think they decided to do that. Um, there was some talk about it in Indy, but um, I don't think they're going to do that just because... He hit well for a couple games. Uh, they would like to see him get hot for a period of time. And <clears throat> I don't know if O'Neill Cruz woke up and realized that people um, realize, you know, that people thought he was pouting about not uh, playing shortstop every day. Or now you have a shortstop. I mean, Diego Castillo looks to be an okay shortstop. You know, he's probably better than Kevin Newman. Um, he's probably better than O'Neill Cruz. I mean, he's not making mistakes at shortstop. So I don't see any reason to move him from shortstop for O'Neill Cruz or anybody else at this point because he deserves a chance. If he can hang around 230, 240 this year and play a decent shortstop with occasional pop, that's, uh, that's hope, you know, that he might become a major league player. And you might have answered the question at shortstop because Cruz and Paguero don't look like they can do shortstop defensively. Kevin Newman doesn't hit enough. It looks like they're probably going to want to get rid of him at some point. I mean, he's really your only solution at shortstop um, if he can hit better than Rodolfo Castro. 
I mean, because what you try to do here is you're trying to put a team together. And right now you have um, a third baseman and a center fielder. Um, the catcher got hurt, which we knew was coming. Now, you didn't know it was going to come this early, but you knew it was going to come at some point. Um, and the, I don't know if we're going to see him back um, because whatever is going on, the team's not really telling you what's going on with his knee. Um, but even if it is just like a really bad hamstring strain, uh, look how long um, Greg Allen's been out, you know, 60 days. Uh, I personally don't expect to see um, him back in a Pirates uniform. Uh, now, he might be, um, but I don't expect it, you know, because just knowing his injury history, um, he should be out for some time, you know. So you kind of lost your catcher. Um, so And that wasn't, a, that wasn't one of the positions that we had an answer to anyway. Um, although we did promote... Um, Henry Davis to double A yesterday. So we'll have Henry Davis and um, the other guy, Andy Rodriguez, catching every day, which is what you need. Because out of those two guys, I think there's a decent chance that one of them could be an okay catcher. Most likely, it would be Andy Rodriguez. Um, if you're looking to have a good catcher, you know, because um, there's a decent chance that Henry Davis might be moved to a different position which is not unusual. A lot of guys get, and I'm talking about tons of guys, get drafted at catcher and move to different positions. I mean, there's so many catchers drafted and not too many of them end up as catchers in the major leagues. So, I mean, I'm sure Henry Davis could play first base. I'm sure he could play corner outfield if his bat plays, you know? And that's the thing. If, um, if Lyover Paguero's bat continues to play, now it's only been a pretty short sample size here in Double A, but if his bat continues to play, you know you'll find a place for him again, either at first base, DH, or in the outfield. Um, but if you're looking to have someone play shortstop, which is a difficult position to find, and it's an expensive position, and the Pirates don't spend any money, um, your best chance right now is Diego Castillo. So there's no reason to move him off of shortstop. If you brought O'Neill Cruz up, um, you could play him at short once in a while, but for the most part, you'd probably want to have him play DH or even let him learn first base. Uh, O'Neill Cruz is a very tall guy. Sorry about that. I got a um, spam call and it automatically halts my recording. But um, my point is that um, you could play O'Neill Cruz if you brought him up, if his back gets hot at DH or first base. And you can play him in the outfield if he's willing to do it and not, you know, put up a fit about it. So there's no reason to move someone who is finally having a little bit of consistency at shortstop in Diego Castillo. There's no reason to move him from being your shortstop because we've been able to play him every day. I mean, let's say he bats 225 this year. Um, that's okay. I mean, you're trying to build a team for the future, you know, and nobody bats well their first year. And if they do bat well their first year, then they tend to have a sophomore slump. You know, it takes time to build consistency to be a major league player. I mean, we've seen Reynolds and Key Brian Hayes, the two players we have, we've seen them struggle. Uh, I'm thinking that we might be close to moving Ben Gamble into a player um, and not a question mark. And if that's the case, the reason I prefer to extend Ben Gamble is because I don't trust Ben Sherrington. Um, the guy just gets too tempted to trade everybody. And the last thing you want to do is trade a guy like Ben Gamble. Um, 
So I don't trust Ben Sherrington as long as he's going to be the general manager. Um, I'd prefer them extend someone like Ben Gamel so we don't have to all hold our breath. And he doesn't have to worry about getting traded. And the team is just a mess. You know, you need some stability here. And he's one of the only corner outfielders that we have. Um, so if we have Ben Gamble and he continues to mature late in his career, because he's had other problems earlier in his career, injuries, you know, moving around from team to team. Some guys just develop late. Um, but if you saw how, how he hit that towering home run, you know, he has the ability to be an everyday corner outfielder. I don't know if he will, but he certainly has the ability because um, he plays a very steady outfield. I think he has one error in his last, like, 70 games or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, people think that he's too old. He's turning 30 next week. Um, he's not too old. You can't keep saying that, oh, well, this guy's going to be too old when we get good. Because you're never going to get good if you don't have some stability in this team. You're never going to win with a team full of young prospects. You want to have one or two rookies on your team tops every year. You can't be... And the the uh, Orioles tried that last year and they won 40 games. They tried playing all their young guys and it just didn't work out, you know? I mean, at least the Pirates have known to not bring up all their young guys before they're ready. Um, they brought up Diego Castillo, and he has done a decent job. Could he have used more minor league at-bats? Probably, you know, because he's, um, you know, he's settling in a little bit to his average, you know, around 230 or whatnot. Um, he probably could have used more minor league at-bats, but he had a ton of minor league at-bats. You know, he was a seven-year free agent. So they felt like, He's a guy we can take a look at. Suwinski looks like a nice player, a nice kid, good defensively, but I don't think his bat is going to play yet. You know, it might play at some point down the road when he develops power like Ben Gamble. Um, but for now, um, they're going to have to send him down at some point. Um, if Greg Allen ever gets healthy, they'll have to send him down. I mean, we just don't know... Um, what their answer is going to be a corner outfield. But I don't expect to see Suwinski up here all year, although they have been very generous in giving Suwinski at bats um, in right field. So, I mean, it's nice to watch. It's fun to watch. And I'm sure that's why um, everybody wants to see, or people on Pirate Twitter, Pirates Twitter want to see Mason Martin. They want to see O'Neill Cruz because it's fun to watch these guys. But you're, you're bringing them up to struggle, you know? I mean, you didn't like Anthony Alford when he went 0 for 26 in, in April last year. And if, if that happens, you know, with any of these guys, you're not going to be happy about it, you know? You're, you love them all when they're prospects, but once they come up to the team, if they don't perform, then all of a sudden you hate them, like Kevin Newman, you know? So let's just, you know, take a step back. Um, we're trying to build something here. And there actually is a couple things to build on in the last week. Um, the first thing is you're starting pitching. Zach Thompson um, pitched extremely well yesterday. His whip was well under one, which is extremely low. He didn't give up a run in five innings. And they took him out after five innings, probably just because they wanted him to feel good about it. Um, of course, there's going to be um, people upset that they took him out too early. Um, 
because they lost. And there's always, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking going on. But for the most part, I'm not super worried that they took him out after five innings. They wanted him to feel good and be ready for another start. And you know what? He did a good job. If they wouldn't have left him in that 21 to nothing game for way too long, um, his ERA would be much more respectable. Um, so Zach Thompson looked good and Bryce Wilson looked good. And those are a couple starters that we were expecting to look good going into the season. And they just weren't ready for whatever reason. I mean, Bryce Wilson didn't look like he was um, in shape. You know, he looked like he put on a few pounds, as I mentioned. And Zach Thompson, I don't know, maybe it's just going to a new team and trying to impress right away or whatnot. Um, he did look okay in spring training. But I think that these two guys can be decent starting pitchers. Uh, Mitch Keller is same old Keller. I mean, he's pretty much a number five starter. And I don't think he's ever going to be better than a number five starter because number five starters generally have ERAs around five. Now, Mitch Keller's ERA is around six. So he's got to improve on that if he wants to be a number five starter long term. But if he can, if he can just improve it, improve a little bit to where his ERA is in the fives, um, you could probably have him as a number five starter. Zach Thompson and um, Bryce Wilson could probably be number three starters. And we know we have a couple guys that could be top of the rotation starters in Rowanzi Contreras and Michael Burrows. And those guys are ready now. See, it takes, um, you, you got to see who's ready. I mean, those guys have been consistent. Rowanzi Contreras, we worry about the injury. Um, so you put a little asterisk next to him. But Michael Burrows is ready to come up right now and get outs. You know, he could be um, a four or five inning starter and then have someone piggyback on him. Uh, but I don't know when they're going to bring him up, but they might, you know. It wouldn't surprise me because he's doing so well and he's doing it so consistently that even though it seems like Ben Sherrington is asleep at the wheel a lot of the time, I think they might have to bring him up. You know, the coaches in Double A would say, hey, this guy's as ready as anybody we've seen. So um, you could stabilize your rotation by the end of the year with those guys. Um, we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, and Brubaker hasn't looked that bad either. I mean, he probably does better. Like if those guys come up, Brubaker would probably look better as the piggyback guy because he's kind of predictable. Um, and if he doesn't hit his spots, like pinpoint consistently, he's not a particularly good pitcher. So, um, but he's in the mix. You know what I mean? You're trying to building something. But if you really want to build something, you got to stop trading all your best players. And trading Ben Gamble would be an absolute massive mistake. You know? I mean, you let Chad Cool go. Look what he's doing. You know? You traded um, the guy, you know, you traded the guy to get Diego Castillo. He is really lights out in the New York Yankees organization where, you know, the Yankees pitching has been very good this year. And um, even Colin Moran, he was a better defensive first baseman than Yoshi. And as we saw yesterday, he can get hot at times, you know. I mean, certainly Colin Moran is better than Yoshi. Um, I think he's probably better than Vogelbach um, because he has a better career average than Vogelbach. Um, but for whatever reason, I mean, you decided not to keep those guys and if you keep getting rid of everybody, if you keep turning over your lineup every year, then you're never going to um, be a good team. 
And which is why I have to correct people on Pirates Twitter that always say when we're good. And even some of the podcasters slip up and say when they're good instead of if they're good. Um, I've heard almost every podcast make that mistake. Um, They won't be good until they keep some of these guys and they establish some consistency. I mean, the 2013 and 2014 and 2015 Pirates had a very consistent team. Um, Most of their position players had been there for several years, you know. Um, They had a consistent outfield. Um, They had the Pittsburgh kid. They just had, usually you knew those guys, you know. They weren't turning over their roster every single year. And that's what worries me about Ben Sherrington is that he gets so tempted to trade everybody. Um, He has to listen to everything. Um, And he shouldn't, you know. Because if you're going to actually build a team, you're going to have to have some stability and you're going to have to have some guys that are over 30 years old to teach the rookies that are coming up. But you can't bring all the rookies up at one time. You know, like I said, you don't, and I'm talking about regulars, you don't want more than one or possibly two rookies on your team. I mean, look at what's going on with the Mariners. They have Kalenic, they have some young guy named Turo. They have Rodriguez, and they just can't hit the ball, you know, because they have too many rookies in their lineup. Even though those guys are at the bottom of their lineup, I mean, you just can't win like that. And the Seattle Mariners are not winning this year. Um, They should have signed a couple veterans and not counted on guys like Jared Kalenic and Toro. You wanted to have one rookie in your lineup, and it should have been Rodriguez, you know, and the rest of the guys should have been at least veteran players, you know, guys that have been there. So, I mean, that's how you build a team. Um, I thought it was fun that Colin Moran was the guy that hit six RBIs yesterday because it's just typical Pirates, you know, and maybe it'll wake up Ben Sherrington not to get rid of everybody, you know. Um, But it is just typical Pirates to see that happen. I mean, first of all, we saw Colin Moran certainly had better defense than any of the Pittsburgh Pirates' first basemen. Um, Vogelbach, they don't even play at first base because they're not confident enough to have him as a first baseman. Um, We've seen that Michael Chavis is not a very good defender, uh, which is a huge reason why um, I like Ben Gamble a lot more than Michael Chavis right now, if you're talking about a regular player, you know, because Ben Gamble every day, day in, day out, plays good defense. And with Michael Chavis's defense, you never know what you're going to get, whether it's a third base He can't make most of those throws. Whether it's at first base, he's going to boot the ball once in a while. And the same thing when he's at second base, you know. He's not that really good, consistent defender. And that is why it's very difficult to bring up O'Neal Cruz. Or there's no way you can bring up nine-error layover Paguero. You know, he's not even close to being consistent defensively yet, you know. So these guys have to be in the minors as long as they have to be in the minors to develop that consistency, which is the word of the day. And a couple guys that are consistent enough that we mentioned almost every podcast are Michael Burrows and Rowanzi Contreras. Um, That's it. Those are the only guys that that are really banging on the door to come up. You know, you can't bring any of these other guys up at this point. Although, like I said, they were discussing bringing O'Neal Cruz up to boost ticket sales. Um, But it seems like they... um, They decided not to do that. Um, What else happened in the weekend series? Um, Oh, the bullpen is not going to be a plus bullpen all year. I mean, 
basically what we saw with um, the lefty who had the zero ERA and the scoreless streak is, you know, he just didn't have his command that day. I mean, he's not going to be good every day. Um, you can't count on these guys being lights out every day, uh, whether it's him or whether it's Will Crow, because it's the weather's going to get warmer. It's warmer this week, and the hitters start hitting like it's hitting season. And you're just not going to have a great bullpen because you get what you paid for. And those guys are, you know, we either found them in a trade, uh, we took them off the scrap heap, or we signed them on the cheap. That's most of our bullpen. Um, we have one bullpen arm that we could super duper count on, and that's Bednar, you know. Um, other than that, you have guys that are going to be okay some days, and they're not going to be okay other days, you know. And that's what you're going to get out of this sort of bullpen. Um, so the team still has more wins now than I would expect at this point. Not as many wins as last year. Um, last year's team went 12 and 11, and I'm not sure this team even has 12 wins yet. Um, so it's taking them probably 10 more games than it took them to get 12 wins the previous year. Um, but in any case, um, and maybe they do have 12 wins. I don't know. Is it really worth monitoring? But in any case, um, you know, they're probably not as good as their record still. And you got the series come up, up against the Dodgers where the Dodgers could very well just not even show up to this series. I mean, it's possible that they could beat the Dodgers in this series only because Dodgers came all the way across the country to play the Pirates. And how do you get up for the Pirates? Do you ever notice in NFL when you have these, um, these trap weeks, you know, where teams just don't get up for other teams? Um, that's sort of what this is for the Dodgers. Uh, now, I'm not sure that that's going to happen, um, but it's possible. I mean, you could win some of those games, you know. The Pirates tend to win more games at home than they win on the road. Um, but I think their record as of right now is probably a little bit better than it's going to be over the course of a full season, you know, because this is not a good team and the bullpen will not continue to overachieve. Um, there's going to be more days when the bullpen's just not there to the point where you want them to be. Um, so you got the starting pitching may improve. The bullpen may come down a little bit and the lineup is still generally pretty young. Um, so you're going to have to struggle with guys like Diego Castillo. Um, you're going to have to struggle with Michael Chavis's defense. And you still don't have a second corner outfielder. Um, when Greg Allen comes back, I mean, he's typically more of a, um, a part-time player, you know. So, I mean, the team's just not very good. The, my concern, as I've mentioned this a lot lately, is that the farm system is not looking very good right now. I mean, there's almost nobody in Bradenton that's worth watching that's an actual prospect. Most of those guys are organizational guys. So it's not even worth checking on Bradenton. And Greensboro doesn't have that many guys either, you know, like young prospects that are worth watching, especially now that Henry Davis is gone. So all you got is triple, double A and triple A. And a lot of those guys, and I'm talking about a lot of those guys, are underachieving big time to where the team would like them to be. Matt Frazier... Um, Nick Gonzalez, um, O'Neill Cruz, um, even guys like Hudson Head or CSN. I mean, those guys just aren't putting it together yet. They're not ready yet. None of those guys are ready yet. So, I mean, this team's going to struggle this year. This team's going to struggle next year. And it's probably going to struggle in 2024. You gotta, it's going to take a while to put this team together. 
But if you're going to put a winning team together, you got to keep guys like Ben Gamble. You got to keep the guys that are actual professional players. And you got to stop trading people. Because if we had Chad Cool, we'd be one step closer to being a better team, you know? So stop getting rid of everybody that is 28, 29 years old and just coming into their own. So, all right, enjoy the weekend. Uh, enjoy the week, I should say. Um, it will be fun to watch the Dodgers because um, they have a lot of talented players. Um, so I'm probably going to watch the Dodgers, you know? I don't like the Dodgers because they just, they're too good. You know, they're not that fun to watch because they're too good. And I wish that there was more parity in the major leagues. But I'll watch those games probably, you know, unless my wife wants to watch. We finished Ozark, um, but there's always some show that we watch. We finished The Girl from Plainville, which was pretty good. Um, but the, And uh, we're still watching the final season of Better Call Saul. And there's always some movies on. I like to watch movies. She prefers to watch TV shows. And hey, you make it work, you know, because it's really hard to find somebody that you can get along with for your entire life. So if you find that, don't be a jackass and blow it. Okay, that's my word for today. Consistency and jackass. Peace.